Good morning. I mean, you might not be listening to this in the morning, but it is morning for one of us today, and I am so excited to be here today. Chris, how you doing? I'm very good. I'm very excited what this is going to bring. I we have been talking about a few topics before before we started, but uh, I don't know what's what's awaiting me. So, dear listener, I'm right there with you. You know more more than me probably because you've seen the title of the episode. I cannot wait what Rashad has in store for us today. It will be none of what we talked about, Chris. <laughs> Great. That's the best that's the best thing, I think. And with that, welcome to the Weekly Hook, where your hookers, Chris and Rashad. And today, perfection is the enemy of perfectly adequate. And I feel like I've heard that before. Uh, I'm sure you have. I guess you'll find out. I guess I will. <laughs> and uh, some programming reminders for the upcoming week. We have quite a bit coming still for you guys. Um, this weekend, we have our conversation of Andor, the next episode. I forget. I can't keep counts anymore. And next week, we have our last talk of House of the Dragon coming up Aww. next Wednesday. It's kind of bittersweet. It it's going to be a, you know, a sad moment to not have that in our lives, but maybe less stressful for my blood pressure. But... <laughs> We will be skipping D&D next week, so tune in the following week for that. And the next weekend, we'll also be having another episode of Andor. So plenty of things coming down the pipeline. Hope you all are interested. And is there anything else, Chris, before we get started? I just can't wait. Please tell me what, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about... Actually, no. Before we before we actually get into it, I have a few questions for you, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Is this a test? Should I have been preparing? No, no, no. Sadly, no. I wish it were a <laughs> test. What if I told you that the best show of the last decade ended its run only a couple months ago? I would be... I, I'm wrecking my brain right now. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a bold statement. So I'm going to wait with my judgment until you reveal. It's bold and, in my opinion, completely warranted. All right. But what if I told you that show was also a prequel? A prequel. Ah, I see. I know what we're talking about. <laughs> you better know, because you better call Saul. Today we'll be yep. talking about AMC's Better Call Saul. Whew, what a show. Have you seen the show? Can I do spoilers? No? You can do spoilers. I haven't seen the show, but that is on me. I have neither. I've seen the first few episodes of Breaking Bad and nothing of Better Call Saul. I know roughly what it is about. And if I ever get around to watching it, it'll be some months. So please, spoiler away. I will not spoiler away because this show deserves to be seen full-heartedly i mean that, that that is kind of the uh rashad stamp of a seal of approval kind sort of if you don't spoil things you know i will not spoil a single thing on this conversation today for anyone who's listening and hasn't seen the show for those of you who are potentially disappointed that i will not be talking about plot points of the show i apologize but you can blame chris for that and just like for anyone who doesn't know what the show is about just the quick premise, it's a show that follows the transformation of Jimmy McGill, a former con artist who is trying to become a respectable lawyer, into the personality of the flamboyant criminal lawyer Saul Goodman. 
over the six years period prior to the events of Breaking Bad. It spans approximately between 2002 to 2008. That's the setting of the show. The show ran as a prequel to Breaking Bad between 2015 until August 2022 and had six seasons in its run. It was created by Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, the creators of Breaking Bad. And you can really see the influence of the the mother show on this show for sure. Um, It's shot in the same places. It's shot in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. uh, And you can really feel that as well. It it feels completely akin to uh, the first show and feels exactly of the same world. It is uh, the main star of the show, Jimmy McGill, or the title character, Saul Goodman, is portrayed by Bob Odenkirk, reprising his role. And other notable reprising reprisals include Jonathan Banks as Mike Trout and our favorite Giancarlo Esposito as... Oh my god, I forgot his name for a second. Oh no. Frings. Yeah, That's yeah. What I know. Gustavo because, Fring. Thank you very because much. Because you, you know what the funny thing about this is? The, the one thing I know about Breaking Bad? Yeah. This character is named after a defensive midfielder, so a football player, of the of the football club that I used to follow. Uh, oh. Who played <laughs> in the who played in the two thousands and into the, into the twenty tens? Isn't that funny that this character was named after a German midfielder? <laughs> There's a German midfielder named Gustavo Fring. No, his name is Thorsten Frings. Ah, uh, but uh, okay. you know, yeah. Okay, they took a little creative license with that. Exactly. Oh, fun little fact. Cool. I didn't even know that. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and there's uh, a great cast that have a new additions to this show, to, additions to the universe, I guess, um, including Michael McKean playing Chuck McGill, um, Patrick Fabian playing Howard Hamlin, uh, Ray Seahorn playing Kim Wexler, Michael Mando playing Nacho Varga, and Tony Dalton playing Lalo Salamanca. The ideas for the show began as early as the third season of Breaking Bad with the introduction of uh, Jimmy McGill, and as the show came to an end, AMC and Vince, uh, Vince Gilligan and uh, Peter Gould all came together to conceive of which would be the best direction for a spinoff of Breaking Bad, and it soon came to light that it would best be centered around Saul Goodman, a character that was actually originally only cast for a few handful of episodes or handful of scenes in a couple episodes, and spun off to be one of the most beloved shows of the first show and then or sorry one of the one of the most beloved characters of, from the first show and had a, his own show in its own rights the flamboyance of the character the um, humor mixed with the emotions of Bob Odenkirk's performance as well as his uh, showmanship and charisma just uh, made it a natural spinning off point from the original Breaking Bad show so without further ado i'll talk a little bit about what i think makes this show great in particular and this is going to be a short episode because i'm just going to talk um in in really fast uh, as i do really quickly about all the amazing <laughs> things about this show i was gonna say just like every other episode we record especially the weekly hooks <laughs> yeah 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 i mean what can you do it's something i love i'm not gonna yeah. like slow down for anybody i'm sorry i'm not, I'm not yucking your yum i love thank it you, thank you all right this show okay first of all unlike me this show is patient (laughs) (laughs) it is absolutely meticulous in everything that it does it takes time developing its characters kind of akin to an older age of television uh, but it is just so beautiful in the way that it takes seasons for some arcs to come to fruition and that's just amazing and 
with that, it is married to this new wave of storytelling devices, alternative cinematography, story choices of different twists and turns that are kind of more, you know, new age that is kind of collected with older age prestige television. It has these complex relationships with teen family dynamics, this great melding of humor and darkness. It, This show is... It, the range of emotions that you can feel in an episode of television, I have never felt so much range in a single episode of TV than watching this show. Wow. This show is not afraid to, what I say, quote unquote, do nothing in a, in a particular episode. <laughs> my favorite, so one of my favorite episodes of Breaking Bad is, it's going to be hollow to you if you haven't seen the show, but is season three, episode 10, titled Fly. It's the episode for anyone who's listening who's seen Breaking Bad, it's the episode of that is just with Jesse and Walt, two characters stuck in a lab for the entire episode, just talking between the two of them and this fly that's basically flying around and them trying to find the fly. It is we love both of us love movies and TV of people people talking in rooms. And mm-hmm. this the episode Fly is, you know, meticulously building up characters and their relationships in spaces without traditional plot movements or things happening per se. But Better Call Saul has the audacity to do that in some capacities for seasons. It's incredible. Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould understood what they had coming after the success of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was, you know, arguably the most successful show of all time in the, oh, not of all time, of the 21st century in terms of its critical success or critical acclaim combined with its popular success. There's very few shows that did that other than the fantasy shows like Game of Thrones in this new age of television that we have today. But Breaking Bad is sort of the last kind of gasp of prestige television in that way. And this, they understood that coming off after that success, they had a blank check and they had the patience of the audience for them to really do whatever they wanted. And they took advantage of that and they built up a world over multiple seasons that feels so, so real and built out in every single corner that you watch, every single character that you see. And there's there are some critics out there that have over the years derided the show for having so much scenes, extensive scenes of legal doc review. And there is a lot of that stuff. And there is like, you know, the meticulousness of what it means to be a lawyer, the day-to-day minutia of that life. And that's why I love the show. It's one of the reasons why I really love this show. How dare you be realistic? (laughs) I know. So stupid. What's, okay, so let me, let me, uh, you don't have to answer this question. It's a rhetorical question. But what's the most mesmerizing thing about television? And I mean television, not modern day these episodic extended films that we see everywhere today like right now these tv shows that we see a lot of them are you know one season uh, uh, like a short television show that is basically a film extended to 10 to, to 10 hours and for me what television over a multi-season arc kind of uh, exudes and has an advantage of over film is that it is indicative of a recurrent familiar set of characters who we know and love or love to hate in some ways. And we return to that. And that's kind of the network model that has been built up over generations and generations of TV from, you know, typical network sitcoms to, you know, the best of the prestige television shows out there. And what if I told you though, that that 
attachment to certain characters was then supplemented with hyper-realism to an extent that those characters felt real. And you lived not only those exciting moments of their lives there, you know, the the very house of the dragony, like we're going to fast forward to the important moments of time, but you felt the glimpse into their mundaneity of their life. And you get to experience every aspect of that with them. It's an incredible marriage of two different things or two different sides of a coin of building up excitement in characters and drama but then also you know this yeah i don't know like out of this normalcy it, it enhances everything that happens so that when you come back to the show when you watch what's happening you feel a part of the world not only observing it but you are one with albuquerque new mexico in the mid 2000s And when everything hits the fan, when shit hits the fan and things actually start to unravel, things happen, it is, for me, some of the most affecting television ever. And it's it's no, you know, we love TV. I love TV in particular. And we love film and we love certain certain IP and things out there. But there are a few characters that have ever been created that I feel for more than the characters that are developed on this show and the years that take to develop them and build them up and tear them down. And what happens as a consequence of that is, is something that is just so emotionally wrenching in a way that is hard to explain. But I, I just, this, the message of this as every weekly hook where I gush about a television show is watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. As for what specifically happens, I won't say anything. I won't spoil anything, but I, I'll I'll tell you that this show is worth every single minute of your investment. It's the added cast of the show are incredible. I mean, if you have or haven't seen Breaking Bad, I, I'd recommend you watch Breaking Bad before this because it, there it is. Uh, you know, it's built upon that world, and it it really is enhanced significantly by your watching of Breaking Bad. And I would say it's a must watch before you watch this show. So watch 10 seasons of Breaking Bad to watch Better Call Saul. There's, there's five seasons of Breaking Bad. And the first season's oh, only okay. four episodes. So there you go. I will I will get to that at the very end. And and okay. tell you why you should watch both if you haven't watched both. Okay, that that's great because I that was the question that was burning that was burning in me right now. So thanks for answering that already. Yeah, no worries. And I think that it's then even the the what this show is great at is that it's able to sidestep a lot of the issues with the prequels in the sense that it adds enough people to the cast and the characters that we are invested in these people that we don't know the outcomes of their lives even though we might know what's going to happen to a certain subset of the characters maybe a couple here or there we know that they are also in breaking bad so okay they exist but Everything else about their journey and the journey of those that they really love and care about around them is all up in the air and they really heavily lean on that. And it is done in such a way that it it enhances the world that you're familiar with with Breaking Bad and it doesn't take away from your experience watching this show in and of itself. But again, I, I it's just an incredible show. But I, before I, I mean, I'm going to wrap up soon-ish, I guess, but... I need to talk about some of the cast and it is 100% it begins and ends for me personally with Ray Seahorn and her performance as Kim Wexler in an absolutely incredible cast. And Bob Odenkirk is 
notably, you know, lauded for his performance. But in my mind, Ray Seahorn has by far the best performance in this show and one of the most memorable performances on television I've seen in my life. I don't want to give anything away, but her performance of she's she is sorry. Let me just I guess I'll say who she is. She is a, a lawyer who works at the firm that Jimmy works at. That's all I'll say about her. And her performance of strength and resolve in in the face of everything that's thrown in front of her is absolutely incredible. And in some ways, Kim is built as a correction um, from the character of Skylar, who is often uh, who is the wife of. Uh, what's his name? God damn it. Walt <laughs> in um, Breaking Bad. And, you know, they're very, the showrunners were often, I think, rightly criticized for how they wrote Skylar and how they incorporated her into that show. And this show, oh boy, did they do a great correction. Um, not only did they create a, a, a character who is able to equal uh, Jimmy or Saul Goodman in his in his leading role, but in many ways um, surpass him, not only in her level of performance, but uh, in her strength. So in one episode, I won't say when or in what season, but there's a scene on a bus where the camera spends multiple minutes focused on her alone, completely silent, except for the background noise of the engine. And as the tension builds up, there's no like crescendo of music to tell us something's going to happen. All of it is con- conveyed through her, through her face, through her body language. Her breathing gets heavier. She begins to look around, slightly getting nervous. You can feel the tension just in her visage. And eventually it all comes out. She breaks down into tears, sort of this incredible expression of emotion built up over years of trauma that she's experienced that we've witnessed in front of our eyes. And this particular scene will stick with me forever. And I'm sure it will stick for anyone who has watched this show. And it's just indicative of the absolutely amazing beginning to end performance. And what's incredible about this show is that they realize this kind of halfway through and they lean into their strengths extremely well. So at the beginning of this, the show, it's kind of more focused on Bob Odenkirk and the people, the, the A-listers that are already on the cast. But as things go on, they realize the skill of performers like Patrick Fabian and Ray Seahorn and Michael Mando, and they really start to play into that and highlight their strengths in, in an incredible way. And of course, the addition of Tony Dalton as Lalo Salamanca throughout halfway through the show just injects, it basically it's like, uh, like steroids for the show. It injects so <laughs> much energy. It's absolutely incredible. He's a great performer and he brings a new life for the show. And if you're like me and love cinematography, this show and Breaking Bad before it is, is is just simply the best. No shot from this show is your typical over-the-shoulder camera conversation shot or the square thirds framing, whatever you want to call it, this typical cinematography that you see in every stock film ever made. But it, it utilizes the most unique camera angles to display what they're trying to show in the most picturesque of ways. And one of my favorite things to do in any, like if we're not being like uber nerdy about a film, is just to pause stuff and just to look at it as an image. And in any clip that you see from the show, you can see 
how well clipped it is and how well how beautiful it is as if it's a moving piece of art because there is nothing short of calling this show that because that's what it is it's the highest form of art that i can imagine on tv damn i mean i i know i know your stand your high standards so if you say that you know that obviously must mean something so I, I don't think, you know, I'm going to talk for too much longer, but I don't think I can talk about much about the show because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and I don't want to diminish the experience of of watching this show unencumbered for anyone out there. Yes. <laughs> and if there's any show that I would love for you to see, and we can have a full discussion talking to you, Chris, and we can have a full discussion about it. It is Better Call Saul. And since you haven't watched Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad before, we can talk about both of the shows together, which would be absolutely amazing. But I have my own. So, for example, just to just show you where I think the show ranks in my mind. So I have my own personal rankings of television shows. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, so what I do is I started last year for basically any television season that I'm watching. Um, I rank it one to 10 that season, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in the two years that I've been doing this ranking thing uh, since we started the podcast, there is one season of television that has been a 10 out of 10 for me. And it is the final season of Better Call Saul. And there, notably, there wasn't a season last year of Better Call Saul. So the only season <laughs> of it is a perfect 10 out of 10. It's the only thing that kind of comes close to hitting that mark for me. And where the show ranks in its totality is interesting because upon its conclusion this year, there emerged a fervent debate about whether or not this show is better than Breaking Bad. And people fell really both sides on this debate about which one was better, the original or the or Better Call Saul. And I will say that I think the highs of Breaking Bad are so hard for any show to come close to. And while I think that there are many great things about both shows, what makes the best things about, or not the best things, but many of the great things about Better Call Saul happened because of the because of Breaking Bad and because of the success of Breaking Bad. It is a consequence of the Breaking Bad itself. So, but I guess with that said, <laughs> I have to make a decision here. I have to come, uh, you know, declare my <laughs> position on this debate. For me, and I'm going to just say for me, I think for me, I like, I prefer Better Call Saul as a show from beginning to end than Breaking Bad. And it could be just bias uh, or um, because it, I just finished watching the show <laughs> relatively recently. <laughs> but uh, for, I think it's a more complete show in my mind than Breaking Bad, even though it does have those. For other people, there are lulls. For me, they are absolutely um, um, enticing mundaneity. But I guess wherever you fall on the debate between Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, I think one thing is absolutely sure and i'm gonna be very i'm this is gonna sound hyperbolic but i'm not being hyperbolic when i say this i've thought about this a lot this show or better call saul the end of better call saul bookends a decade plus journey of television which in my opinion is nothing short than the greatest accomplishment in the history of tv and i don't think that's up for debate mic drop (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing else I can say. I think yeah. these two shows in totality for 11 total seasons is absolutely incredible. And for me, I would rather celebrate that achievement than deride one in fa- one show in favor of the other. But I, this is, 
Better Call Saul is an absolutely incredible show. If if you haven't watched any television in your entire life, this is the show I would recommend for you. <laughs> um, and in my mind, like if you haven't watched these two shows, and for me particularly, Breaking uh, Better Call Saul, <laughs> I can't even. I keep confusing them because they're both <laughs> so good. Um, I would highly recommend watching this, and it, it might even be fun to re go through a rewatch with you and kind of do it on a Ooh. periodic basis because uh-huh. this show, like it. It's just so good. It, yeah, it, it's just incredible. So that's all I have to say. Uh, Better Call Saul. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you have watched it, you know what I'm talking about. It is absolutely incredible. The the final season was so memorable for so many reasons. Um, and it, it's one day I hope to come back to you, the listener, and to you, Chris, and have a discussion about everything that happens in the show from A to Z. I mean, this sounds right up my alley the entire show honestly from start to finish thank you for not spoiling things because now i'm going to make a commitment that it is still away but at least until the second anniversary of serially hooked i will have watched both shows and uh, we can definitely talk about them i will take notes throughout we can talk about maybe we can do a we can do a uh, you know some serially hooked about that uh, I, I'd be open for that. And yeah, I definitely, I mean, they have already been on my list, but now obviously they're at the top of the things that I should be watching. And thank you so much for for really like, making the case for it in such a passionate way. And I mean, you're very passionate about TV in particular, so uh, it's not surprising. And it's funny how you know this is a fairly short episode, but that uh, we that always happens when we're just talking about something we don't want to spoil it for people and just say okay watch this uh, or whatever it is experience this and yeah I think despite me saying at the very beginning that yeah sure spoil away it doesn't matter now I'm very glad you didn't because now I will watch these shows. We have to. We just have to. And I want to talk about it with you the whole way and we can put it on a podcast because that's what we do. (laughs) That is what we do. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just on such a high talking about the show, (laughs) thinking about the show. It's absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you also for the listener. Thank you for uh, bearing with me as I pour my soul again into this episode. Um, I I guess I don't think I have anything else. We'll talk to you next time. I guess for Chris, I'm Rashad, and uh, bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, give us a maximum rating units of of your platform podcast of choice or podcast platform of choice. Yeah. Nice.